0: We want to welcome our online audience who are watching from wherever you're watching. We're so glad you're you're watching this uh, service today. We invite you to be our guest. If you're ever in our area, we'd love to meet you, send you home with some free gifts. Stop in if you're ever close to us. We'd love to have a chance to get to know you. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you on this weekend on Stop Keeping Score. Stop Keeping Score. You know, I don't like it when we don't keep score. Can I be really honest? I'm just way too competitive. I, I like to keep score. You can say we're playing for fun, but in my mind, I'm keeping score. You may not be writing it down, but in my mind, I can tell you how many games I won. I can tell you who won that game. Because I, I like, you know, I, I was not, I didn't, do, I, be, I didn't do very well when my kids played upward, okay? Everybody's not a winner. I'm just telling you right now. Somebody's winning the game. I want to win the game. You know, I'm going to talk to you today about stop keeping score, but I can tell you it can be a struggle for me, and I know for many of you it's the same way. You ever made the statement, I'm good, I'm just tired? How you doing? I'm good, just tired, but I'm good. I've been there several times in my life. How you doing, Pastor Gene? I'm good. A little tired, but I'm good. I'm good. It seems like a common theme. You know, you go from college stressed out to, you know, I'm good, but man, I'm working a lot. I'm going to school a lot. I'm doing late hours studying and trying to do all three together. It makes for a recipe to be stressed, to be tired. I'm good, but man, I'm tired. And then you you have babies. How many know what that's like, right? You're good. Thank God for the babies. But I'm tired. I'm never going to get sleep again. It feels like I'll never get sleep again throughout my night. And then they get into school and preschool, and you're trying to keep up, and then you're trying to keep up with all the things going on in the school and try to work to make sure they have this uniform, they can have these fees, and they can do this. And you're just always working, always going from left to right. Every evening's full of a school activity or something happening. And he's like, I'm good. I'm just tired. We're, we're making it. I'm tired. And as they get older, it doesn't stop. Responsibilities increase and then you have more obligations and I'm good, but I'm just tired. Kind of seems to be a a, a kind of an older thing, right? I'm good. I'm just tired. You know, preaching is both a privilege and a pressure. Pastoring is both a privilege and a pressure. Our jobs are both a privilege to have a job, but also a pressure to perform. Uh, our parenting is a privilege, but it's also a pressure. Our marriage is a privilege, but also a pressure. Uh, are you following me here? It seems like the good things are, are great, and but they also come with pressure. And today, have you ever felt like you, you've just kind of lost your zeal? or your passion. Uh, Maybe you're not going through depression, but you have, or at least can say, you know what? I feel like my passion tank is down to E. My passion tank is on fumes, the the flashing lights coming on my dashboard of my life, and I'm good, but man, (laughs) I'm just losing, my passion and zeal is, I'm just really tired. It's getting there. On this Labor Day weekend, we got an extra day of rest so i thought this would be a great subject to talk about today how do we get this rest how do we learn to i'm good but i'm just not tired how do we get the balance in our life i think this verse really sums it up in matthew 11:28 jesus said this uh, come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens And I will give you rest. Let's say it together. And I will give you rest. Take my weight, my yoke, upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. One more time, let's say it together. You will find rest for your souls. For my weight is easy to bear. And the burden I give you is light. Now today... Jesus said he would give us rest for our souls. So h- how do we find this rest for our souls? Many of you here, you, you wouldn't be here if you didn't want to seek Jesus. If you, wouldn't, if you didn't have some level of a relationship with Jesus, you're here, or at least seeking that out. And so we're there, and I've got this, I've got this thing going with Jesus. I'm good. I'm good there. But how do I walk in the rest part of it? Because that was part of his promise come to me, and I will give your souls rest. So we're good at coming to him, but I don't think we're good at finding the rest for our souls. I think that we can struggle with this. I can struggle with it. You can struggle with it. Uh, Have you ever played a game, and the score's been going on, and you have a scoreboard, and you're watching the scoreboard? And you're going left, to right, left, to right. The scoreboard shows up. And as they did, you're like, man, this is a nail-biter game. It's like we're going back and forth, back and forth. Or it's especially a game when you can never quite catch up. Like, they're ahead of you, and you're right there trying to catch up. But you can never, even the score and the whole, like, second half, you're trying to catch up and get ahead. and You just can't quite get there. You get close, and you go back down. Get close, go back down. And then there's the final Few seconds start to tick away. You look at it and go, "Man, is is it just anyway?" You know, you're trying to do the math in your head, just like you realize, even though there's a little bit of time left, the math doesn't equate to any chance left at all. You know what's going on, and it becomes exhausting. It becomes really exhausting when and draining when you feel defeated. It feels exhausting and draining, and you're like, "Man." I don't, it's hard. You know, when your kids play a game, and they lost a close game, it's, it's hard on mom and dad, right? It's hard on grandma and grandpa as well. Oh, it was a nail biter. It, it drains you. Uh, this week, we were on our way back on Thursday evening, landed in a Missouri State played in, at uh, Central Arkansas. And so we were in Conway, Arkansas. It's about a three and a half hour drive. And so on the way home, we, we had won the game. We we're driving home, but I told my wife, we don't get home till almost like three o'clock in the morning. I was like, honey, You know, this is a hard drive, but remember two years ago when we were here, we lost that game. And driving home, it seemed like it took eight hours to get home. You know, it's hard driving home late at night when you suffer loss. At least we had a win. You ever been there? I remember his first season there. He lost more games his first season at Missouri State than he did from third grade all the way through high school combined. It was tough. Losing was hard. I don't know how some of you do it. All right, we was really hard. <laughs> Come on now. At least I didn't name any schools. I was just being fun. Okay, all right. We, we is hard, isn't it? It's hard when you, especially when you're like right there, when you're, you're doing good and you can never just sing the quiet, get over the hump, never quite get ahead. It just drains you. And it happens the same same way in our spirits, The same way happens in our mind. This is the way I believe the people in the Old Testament lived out their life. They were like, all right, God, uh, man, we got to, how do do we equal to God? How do we get in the right standing with God? Adam and Eve got in trouble in the garden. So ever since then, they're trying to catch up. They're trying to get back on the right footing with God. How do we get back to this place of holiness with God? And so they beg God, they beg Moses, and finally God gives the law to Moses And he doesn't just give the Ten Commandments. He gives out 613 laws. You're right. 613 laws that say, all right, you you do this. You follow this. You follow these rules to obtain holiness. And they were the laws that God gave to obtain holiness. God did this to show us that we can never, ever measure up. God did this to show us that, His holiness is so, so unattainable. We can't reach the height. We'll never measure up. And he was showing us that his standard is so high and we'll never get there. This is how it looked. Look at this scoreboard. This is how, you ever felt like this? Gene three, the law, 613. It's like, wow, I'm getting blown out today. Life is blowing me out today. I'm never catching up. I'm getting defeated in my work life, my family life, at church, I'm having all these different areas and I just can't catch up. It's exhausting. It's exhausting because when you look at God's standard, when you look at God's holiness, you look at all these laws, it becomes exhausting. I can't keep up. No matter how many times in the Old Testament they sacrificed, and they were not just sacrificing daily, sometimes multiple times a day, they're they're offering sacrifices, sacrificing, sacrificing. They try to atone for their sins, and as soon as they make one sacrifice, feeling good about yourself, they get up and realize, oh, I'm only 600 behind! How exhausting was that? Do the math. How exhausting must that have been to try to keep up? But it was a game changer. Someone said, thank God for the game changer. Romans 5.20, look what it says here. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they are. But as people sinned more and more, the score keeps getting running up, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. It became more dominant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death now God's wonderful grace rules over us instead giving us right standing with God resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord grace is more than enough grace is the game changer grace changes the score grace is your ace in the hole I'm telling you this is what you need to know grace became more abundant when the score gets out of hand and say, there's no way I can obtain God's law. Welcome to the club. We all are there, but grace came, but grace came. Let me just put it to you in everyday language. When we look at our game, we're like, man, I'm shooting as many shots as I can. I'm making as many as I can. I can't keep up. This team's too good. This team's too big. This team is dominating me. And as good as I am, I can't do it. And God says, he sends you in his prime, Michael Jordan, to be on your team. Now, I know this generation thinks LeBron is the GOAT. But I got information for you. Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time. That'll preach right there. He dominated. Hey, this is like, you guys said, sit the bench. The game's rigged. I'm sending in my son. Hey, hey Michael Jordan. I'm sending in my son to play on your behalf. Sit the bench. Mike's got this. Sit the bench. My son's got this. He's going to take care of you. The game's fixed. He's already won the battle. Romans ten four. look what it says. For Christ has already... He's already won, accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. So all I gotta do is believe that his son Jesus died on the cross for my sins, was resurrected on the third day. I believe in the lordship of Jesus in my life, God's only son, when I believe in him, I now join the winning team where it's already fixed I don't have to play from behind. Now I'm playing from ahead. Now I'm playing from a place where God has already stacked my team with his grace, with his son. Oh, I I can rest. The game's already taken care. I can enjoy the game now because I already know I win. I can already know. I can relax. You know, there comes a certain point in the game when a team takes off. You're like, I can relax as a mom. I can relax as a dad. Well, we're going to win. It's okay. I feel it. You just, you just feel this sigh, and you can just sit back and re, 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 just enjoy the game. When you know you got it won, you sit back and enjoy the game. When you don't have it won, it's stressful. My wife, like, get in blah, blah, blah. I kind of, we got the game won. Oh, okay, relax. Let me put it into you another way. This is what Jesus does. Jesus gets rid of the scoreboard. Jesus, look at this scoreboard. This is the way it is. This is the way life is now. Because I belong to Jesus, my competition has been removed. I'm no longer because the game's been won. The game's been fixed. The scoreboard's already taken care of. I don't have to go and compete against anybody else. Jesus has already won the game. There is no competition. There is none who can defeat my God. My God is undefeated. My God won over death, hell and the cross, over sin in my life. He has defeated that, and now I am more than a conqueror. Now I'm walking in the grace of God, and he has already won. So, look at this. So if the grace of God, so if the game is already won, Why do we feel so tired and stressed? It's a good question, isn't it? If the game's already fixed, then why are we good but tired? Why are we good but stressed? Could it be that even though the game's fixed, even though God's removed the competition, could it be that in our mind the scoreboard's still on? Could it be in our mind, we've left the scoreboard on and we're still competing? We're still trying to score. We tend to do this, right, in our mind. Am I, am I, really, am I really doing enough? Am I really scoring enough? Am I really accomplishing enough? Am I really good enough? I gotta, do, I gotta be better. We do this every day in our life, don't we? If I could only... If I can only get the next degree, if I can only graduate college, if I can only get this job, if I can only get this promotion, if I can only get this raise, if I can only get this house, if I can only get this car, if I can only do this, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. If I can only be good enough, it becomes this endless cycle, endless cycle where we're just constantly trying to score more. We're all constantly trying to run up the score against who? That's a good question. Who are you competing with? If Jesus has already won the battle, then who am I competing with? Could I just say it like this? I believe we're competing with people who aren't keeping score either. They don't care about you. They don't care they've hurt you. They don't care what you think of them. And we're competing every day in our mind with people. Many people are trying to win a game with people who don't even matter. What people, how many likes am I gonna get today? I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta do this this week to get so many likes and so many shares and so many people liking me and so many people following me. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta promotion. So, what am I gonna do next to get the next promotion? What? What, what when's it in? Some of us here, we're, we're competing against. Well, yeah. Well, that person said I'd never, ever amount to anything. I'm going to show them. Yeah. And I'm going to show them. That person forgot what they told you in third grade. That person forgot what they told you in high school. That person forgot what they said to you when you was early and young. And we're still trying to prove them wrong. Well, yeah. Well, how about the dad who didn't show up in your life? People say you never do anything. Well, yeah, I'm going to show him. I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to. I'm going to keep, your dad could be dead for 20 years and you're still trying to impress him. I'm going to keep going. It's not good enough. I'm going to make something. I, I, had, to, I had to go through this as a child. And I'm going to make something of myself. And we're competing. It's exhausting. We're competing with people that have hurt us. Well, yeah, he said nobody would ever love me again. I'm going to show him. I'm going to become the most lovable person there is. Look, my relationship is great. Facebook says so. Come on now. I'm happy, see? Disappointments. Competition. Who are you competing against if the battle's already won? No matter how many points you score, it never feels like it's enough. I'm good. Look at this. Look at all these points I've scored. I'm good. I'm good. But the pressure is, I can do better. I can do more. It's exhausting to the place to live your life when you're constantly competing, when the scoreboard's on your mind. There's nothing wrong with being driven. There's nothing wrong with having goals. There's nothing wrong with accomplishing a lot of things. I love those things. The Bible's very clear about, about working hard and it's very clear about writing vision down and, and accomplishing it. Those are all great things. But it also says there's a place of rest that we can find in him. There's a place of rest. It's both, right? I know I belong to Jesus, but I haven't entered into his rest yet. Rest for my soul. How do, how do I do that? I know it says we can, but I'm good. I'm good with Jesus. Yeah, I still feel pressure to do more. Ever been there? I I know God's forgiven me, but now I gotta do more. I gotta do more for God. Romans 8, 1. So now there is no condemnation. Let's say that together. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you From the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses, look at this. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we were sinners to have. And in that body... God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. There is where rest is found. I come to Jesus, and now as I... Let go that my sinful nature is covered under the blood of Jesus. I'm now not going to allow my sinful nature to rule my life. Instead, I'm going to learn to every day follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life. And the more I follow the leading of the Spirit, the more rest I become, the more accomplished I become, the more powerful I become, the more strength I have is found right here is found in a spirit led life how do i turn the scoreboard off follow the spirit follow follow your own flesh <laughs> it's going to keep competing my flesh i can't do enough god you got to love me god i know you god i got you gotta love me more god god you got to like me more god you got to use me more god i got to be better than what i am god i got to and we just keep putting spiritual pressure we put everyday pressure we put family pressure we put work and it's exhausting it's an exhausting place to live but when you find rest for your soul you realize that the battle is already won the game is already won Jesus on the cross took out the competition and the competition is no longer there so quit making competition that Jesus already defeated come on say amen to that this morning amen This is where you get really excited and say, "There is no longer, no more competition. I don't have to condemn myself because He's not condemning me. He says I'm free. He says I can find rest. He says that all this strength comes through my relationship with Him." So our sinful nature is battling our spirit nature. The sinful nature is competing against the spirit nature. This is where I keep score. Am I allowing the spirit to lead my life or am I allowing my sinful nature? And listen, you're, we're all, until we get to heaven, we're all gonna struggle with our, with our sinful man. There's gonna be temptations we face. It doesn't have to dominate you. Quit letting it ruin your game. Quit letting it ruin. I mean, You may lose for a quarter, but don't let yourself lose all four quarters. Come on now. You've already been given the victory. And say, all right, I had a bad quarter. I'm going to turn this half around right here. And next half, I'm going to have an even a better half. I'm going to learn to follow the Spirit more than I'm following my flesh. This is where it leads. When I follow my sinful nature, the Bible says it leads to death. Exhaustion. Depression, spiritual death. But when I follow the spirit, it leads to life and peace. Rest. Allow yourself to be led by the spirit of God. Nothing wrong with being a driven person. Nothing wrong with having self-motivation. Nothing wrong with wanting to accomplish more. I applaud you. Keep it up. I, I know what it is to be high driven. I understand those things. Listen, can I ask you this? You may be high-driven, but but who's driving you? Who's driving you? That's the question we got to ask. Who's driving you? Am I driving myself, or am I letting the Spirit drive me? God, I want to accomplish more for you. God, I want to do more for you. And and that says this, it, it may be a lot more in the future. It may not be as much as I want. But either way, I'm at rest in you. You want to know how I can be at rest in that? It's because God will never love me more than he loves me right now. I can score all the points for him all day long. I can do more. I can do more. And he's not going to love me any more than he loves me at this moment, even if I'm behind. He loves me more. Now, there's nothing I can do. And I can't score enough points to make him love me any more than he loves me right now. And he's not gonna love me any less than he loves me right now. Either way, it sets me free to know he sees me, he died for me, he set me free. He doesn't condemn me, stop condemning myself. He beat the competition, quit making up competition that he's already defeated, he's already won the game. Turn off the scoreboard in your mind and walk in the rest of the Lord and let yourself be free. In Jesus' name, I declare over you today, our minds, our minds are being free. Our minds are taking off the scoreboard right now. We're saying, God, the battle belongs to you. God, the competition, you've already defeated. And so I'm just going to follow the leading of your spirit. I'm going to lean into your son like never before. And I'm going to find rest for my spirit in Jesus' name. As we close today, I want to tell you it is time to turn off the scoreboard. Stop keeping score. I haven't done enough for God's approval. Yeah, he he, he approves of you. Come on. I haven't done enough to get ahead. I haven't done enough... Accomplish enough. Stop. Stop. Enjoy the rest. Enjoy the rest of the Lord. Yes, you should keep going, having the goals before you. Keep letting God advance you, letting God bring success your way because you're putting him first. But stop keeping score, feeling like you're trying to earn something you've already got. You've already been given the victory. Learn to, to listen, when you got the victory, man, everybody smiles a little bit lighter, right? When you walk in victory, the pressure is off. You can just go out and enjoy the game when you got the victory. When you've already got the playoffs and you already know that next game, the last game, you've already made the playoffs, you just go out smiling. This game doesn't matter. We're going to have fun. Yeah, we want to win, but you know what? We are already made it to the playoffs. It's something about enjoying. I think we get to learn to do that as Christians. God, you've already won the game, so I'm going to go out and enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the game you've given me today. I want to do the best I can do today. I want to become the best person in my job today. But ultimately, God, you're already pleased with me. God, you love me already. You've already set me free from the competition. In Jesus' name. How many say, say, Pastor? i got to turn the scoreboard off. I've been letting my mind dominate me. Anybody here want to be honest and say, that's me? Yeah, lots of people. Yeah, been there. I'm good. But I'm also tired. (laughs) It's time to find rest. It's time to find rest for your souls, rest for your mind, and rest in the grace that God has already given us. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your grace, amazing grace in our lives. You are such an awesome God. We love you today, God. Today, if you're here and say, Pastor, I I need to, first of all, accept this grace in my life. Before you can enter into his rest, you gotta accept the son, Jesus. Before you can get on that team that's already won, you got this is what it takes. You gotta accept, the Bible says, we must believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that he was resurrected on the third day. And when we believe it in our heart today and say, I'm going to surrender my life to his lordship, then I begin this process of joining the team of God. Instantly, I'm on the, on the team of God. And my, my game has already been won. He's already defeated my enemies. I can be at rest with him. But it starts right there. If you'd never, ever surrender your life to Jesus, today's your day. I want to make sure you have a chance. Without anybody looking at me, can you just raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Raise your hand if that's you. Thank you. Anybody else want to join him? I see those hands. Thank you so much. We're going to say this prayer. If you raised your hand, say it out loud with me. As Christians around you, we'll help you as well. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe you are the Messiah. God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Welcome to the family of God. If you prayed that prayer and believe that in your heart, you believe in the finished work of the cross, of the resurrection today, God wants to empower you. As you stand up across the room today, can I get you just to lift your hands? So many of you raise your hands and say, I want to turn the scoreboard off. I want to pray for you before we go out in time of worship. So lift your hands across the room. I want to pray this prayer over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that God, you allow the scoreboards to shut off in our mind right now. That God, you allow a spirit of rest. I speak right now, receive you rest in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus today, receive your rest for your mind, rest for your spirit, rest for your soul, rest for your body, in Jesus' name, God, you've made us more than enough through your Son, and today, God, we turn off the scoreboard, and we're going to walk in that rest, in Jesus' name, we say, amen, come on, shout out to the Lord, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, come on.